Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is a show all about podcasting, teaching you to create a successful show. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew as always. How are you, Matthew? Splendid, thank you. Good, good. And we have a special guest on this episode as well, as we're doing on every episode this season. We have Jacob from our team. Jacob, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff, good stuff. This is your first time on PodCraft, isn't it? It is. Very excited. I feel very honoured. I've been listening to PodCraft (laughs) since before I started working at the company, so it's been a long time coming. I thought you were going to say before it was cool. Before it was cool, cool. yeah. Definitely before it was cool. Definitely before it was cool. Cool. All right, Matthew, what are we doing on this episode? Yep, so continuing our season 16 theme of bringing our team members and colleagues onto the show to lean on their expertise, insights and experience. And on this episode, we're going to talk about business podcasting. Does your business need a podcast? What uh, reasons might there be or not be to get into podcasting around your business? And also touch on uh, what actually makes a good business podcast as well. But I guess a good place to start, Jacob, is just for you to tell us a wee bit about what you do here at the podcast slash I live in the marketing world, so um, helping people find our blog, helping people find the tools that we make, the courses that we're that we're writing, um, it's guiding people towards solutions essentially when they have a problem. It's a really nice way to say marketer. Sales, <laughs> sales do, you, do you like the term marketer? I know it's a controversial topic. Um, it's a funny one because I think you get. <sighs> There's a lot of different types of marketers, right? Um, often when someone asks me what I do, I, you know, I met someone new and I say, I'm a marketer. Um, I can see it in their eyes that the first thing that they think is that I deliver flyers. <laughs> uh, so it's such like a, it's a, it's a, such a broad, which I have done, by the way, and there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with delivering flyers. Um, it's such a broad range. Um, and I think that, it's easy to think of it as a dirty word um, or a kind of dirty thing to do, but I think especially when you're when you're trying to build an audience, um, whether it's for a business or it's for a bit of fun, if it's for a hobby or whatever, whatever the reason is that you're you're podcasting, marketing shouldn't be a dirty word. It should be something that you think about seriously because it's like anything else. It's like a blog that you're trying to grow. It's like a product that you're trying to sell. You know, um, something you have to do. Cool. So the place I wanted to really start, Jacob, was just to to look at businesses. They get businesses get shooted a lot, don't they? Like you should be on social media, you should be creating content, you should start a podcast, you know. But does this advice ring true for pretty much every business out there? No, I don't think so. Um I think it's really easy for businesses to end up spinning their wheels and things that aren't gonna benefit them. Um and I mean you you could argue that anyone or any entity, any business should have a podcast, but I think that it's only really beneficial if you um, are a business that deals mostly in relationships and sales um, or around education. I think that's probably it. If you're selling, um, I don't know, if you're like an e-commerce business or you're selling um, physical items and stuff like that, I don't really think that it, it's going to help you get very far but if you're either a a business that has to rely a lot on sales or you're um selling really big kind of expensive items that maybe takes quite a long time for people to make a decision on um or if it's um 
something sort of education and knowledge based, and I think there's 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 a good fit there. But otherwise, I, I don't I don't think so. I think there's other things that you could do with your time that would probably get you more more out of it. What do you think, Colin? All businesses should have a podcast. I think uh, I think Jake, I agree totally. Like if it's uh, sort of bigger, we always talk about the fact that podcasting is you know it's that kind of really high leverage. Um, marketing tool as in it builds real trust and real credibility it can build such a big personal brand as well so it works so well for people who just need you know a small number of customers for a high price point so that's why we often talk about coaches eh? like if you're a, a person who basically your business is you only need 20 clients all paying like a thousand pounds a month or something like that. Um, but it's hard to sell them on that because it's blooming expensive. Um, so podcasting is perfect for that because you can have a small podcast audience, even just like a couple of hundred people a week, and you only have to convert 10% of them through just the trust and the credibility and the pure personality that you put across. So yeah, I totally agree that it's kind of the big one. So I mean, there are some case studies out there of bigger companies that with kind of lower price quality uh, lower price products and stuff that can use podcasting but it's probably more brand building at that point so maybe mixes in with the rest of your marketing as opposed to being a, like a primary channel for those lower cost ones but i'm not sure what do you think on that jacob like, have you seen any examples of like much more b2c consumer type stuff using podcasting well um only when it's really indirect it'll be like I don't know. What was one I saw recently? I'm pretty sure Tide did one. Um, you know, the folks that make the washing machine detergent. <laughs> podcast and it was washing. just, yeah, it was just, and it was about a completely random subject. It might not have been Tide, it might have been someone else. But whenever I see B2C, it usually is, it's like sponsored by this company and it's just mm. entertainment based. You know, here's a funny mm. show that we've paid for. <laughs> um, please think about our brand when you make your next purchase. And that's, that's, that's it. You know, um, I think for, the, for a lot of B2C stuff, that's all you really can do. Yeah. There's, there's an interesting one there where it's almost more worthwhile if you're in B2C being in podcasting, but actually just sponsoring other shows. Yeah, because it's hard to grow potentially. It's hard to grow a big show. Um, it's yeah. possible by all means, and it can do really well for you. And you probably should try that as well potentially. But uh, as a B two C customer, maybe maybe actually it's that reach that you can get through being on other shows and uh, yeah. growing, you know, brand awareness for your own product. But also maybe even talking about your own podcast on those other yeah. shows, so you can grow it that way. So I'm not sure. There's a couple of approaches there. There's a helpful way to think about it, and this is how I normally think about it. Um, if you're not sure whether a pod, uh, whether your business would suit having a podcast, if you already have case studies, if you already have ebooks, and if you already have some longer hero type blog posts, then that could quite easily be substituted with a podcast, with the additional benefit of it being a lot more intimate. Um, you're able to command probably a lot more attention and in a lot of ways, more exclusive attention. Um, I think it's quite easily substitutable for those things. Um, and if you do have one of those, then you should probably consider um, a podcast. It'll probably work for you. It's unlikely. I, I mean, I'm prepared to be uh, proven, not proven wrong, but <laughs> disagreed with here. But Podcasting, it's rarely going to be the first form of content someone will create, is it? Because like, 
if, if you think about somebody, for example, you know, I'm a landscape gardener and doing local work, it's going to make sense for me to have like a Facebook or Instagram, isn't it? Because people are going to share photos of the work I've done for them. Um, it wouldn't probably make sense for my first protocol if I'm going to dedicate some time to like building a reputation, creating content. The podcast probably not the first protocol there, is it? Yeah, I mean, I think that comes back to the the time it takes to to make the sale. So if you're a landscape gardener who's doing jobs at somewhere in the region of a few hundreds to maybe low thousands, then it's probably a le- less consideration than someone who's going to come in and do, you know, a massive estate garden <laughs> or something like that, um, where actually there's a lot of sort of decisions that need to be made along the way. There's a lot of comparing that you need to do. I think if you're... Um, you know, if you were doing that higher ticket service, then I think it probably is. But if it's just someone's come and mow your lawn, then you'll probably just pick the first person that has a reasonable price. You know, um, if there's a lot of consideration, if there's a lot of comparison, then I think it works. But if not, if it's just quite a, quite a quick sale, then it's probably not going to be the first place to look. Facebook's your bet, best bet. Just realised, Eddie, yeah, I was arguing the corner for social media over podcasts, and that's absolutely no mental. That is absolutely never happens. mental, <laughs> <laughs> and it never will again. Um, let, let's have a wee think about then. Uh, I mean, we've covered some of this already, but some some additional decisions that people might want to weigh up if they're thinking about going down this route. They're, they're trying to figure out if this is the right move for them or not. What are, Colin? What are some of the things for you that they might want to run through? Yeah, good question. I mean, the, the the key ones are the ones that you probably worry about the most. It's the time, it's the gear, it's the, the technical knowledge, it's things like that. So there's a few things that go into that. Like podcasting certainly is something that takes a fair bit of time. But then again, so does any content. Um, and I always argue like whether it's blogging, video, podcasting. As long as you can commit a certain time of the week, you know, if you can say like we've got two hours, three hours, even a full half day, just once a week, you can create so much great stuff that is a long term play because it creates this evergreen content that just plays for you forever. Um, and it's so worthwhile. And it's the, th- the thing that's always hard to get your head around, like a oh, half a day a week and I'm going to spend three months on this or something like that. And it feels like a lot and you're not getting a huge payback on it straight away. But give it a year, give it a year down the line and you'll see the value that that has built for you, what you've built, that asset that is in your business from then on. So that's the big thing really is can you actually put that time aside and can you make it regular so that you can make this consistent for at least a short period you know, have that experiment, create that for season. We often talk about that, don't we, Matthew? Like the fact that if you can actually even just commit to, you know, eight, 10, 12 episodes, that's maybe two to three months worth of weekly content. Then even if you quit it at the end of that, you have that chunk of content. And if you do it as a season, you know, you cover a really, you know, important topic to your customers in depth, then even if you stop it at that point, like that season is a really chunky, useful bit of content that you can point people towards. You can build into your marketing or you can talk to people about, you can push people towards and can really attract people in. So to me, that's the, the biggest one. It's that commitment and maybe setting that initial goal. And the other stuff is worth considering, like the gear, the tech, all that kind of stuff. But so much of that is so much easier these days. Like just get yourself a USB mic, like a Samsung Q2U or a Rode Podcaster. 
And on the tech, like that's what we built Alitu for. Alitu is designed to take away so much of the tech. Like it helps with the editing. It helps with, uh, you know, building your episode, with the exporting, with the publishing. And it automates things like the audio cleanup and stuff like that. So you don't have to worry about EQ and compression and all that nonsense. So I think it's so much easier to make the show nowadays. But the thing that's not easy is actually committing that time on a regular basis. So does that make sense, Matthew? Is there anything else you think is in there? No, I just wanted to applaud that smooth wee mention for Alitu. As a marketer, Jacob oh, marks you. out a 10 for Colin there. Solid Oof. eight and a half. Uh, well, I was thinking 9.5. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty smooth. <laughs> just just what you mentioned in there, Colin, the, you know, that, that I think you're right when you talk about, like, some people come into podcasts and thinking, all right, so this is me every Monday forever. And it, it, there's a lot to be said for the season or just the self-contained body of work, you know, I'm running a business. Let let me just let me take my top ten questions my customers have and just create ten episodes. And like you say, that's where I direct people. They're evergreen answers. You know, maybe one day I'll update them, but I'm not sitting down every Tuesday to record. I've just I've created my season and it's there, and it's a good place to to send people. And you know, it's it's maybe a lot more palatable for some people than uh, working their way through big blog posts or stuff like that as well. So, any other thoughts on that, Jacob? Um, I think there's there's one thing to consider if you're gonna if you're gonna do it if you've decided it's probably gonna be a good fit or something you want to experiment with, you need to think about what the purpose of it is because I think there's two different things that you could do um as a business with a podcast. There's potentially um fine or there's potentially creating more people that know about your business in the first place, so quite top of the funnel, um, and there's slightly further down the funnel where you might actually use it as a sales tool. Um, I think that for most businesses that are considering a podcast, they should probably start at the bottom. Um, so people that have already heard about you, people that already are sort of in your pipeline, their contacts, their leads, um, and you're thinking about, right, how can we how can we get a little bit of trust? How can we get a call booked with them? How can we talk to them? I think um, a podcast at that stage um, for those people is... Uh, is a is a pretty foolproof way to go because essentially what you're able to do is create a a good percentage of the trust that you would with a live call just by sending them pre recorded content. Um, so yeah, I think be be very sure about what the purpose of it is. Um, know who exactly it's for. What questions are they going to have at that point? What are their concerns going to be? Um, and if at all possible, try not to talk too much about your business talk more about the problems that they might be feeling um and the solutions that i mean certainly that you could provide hypothetically but not specifically your product or service um that would be yeah that'd be my best advice yeah it's sort of like if you think about um something we've talked about on the show a lot is is like when you're writing your some like your podcast description and uh the big mistake is you know uh, let's say we're a business, we're writing our podcast description, and I'm writing, we are this, we do, we do that, you know, we've done this, we've come from here, uh, and instead you want to take this, well, you are this, you need this, you're yes. looking for this. Um, so it's just flipping that on its head, isn't it? And constantly yeah. making it about the listener. And that, to be honest, that applies outside of business podcasts, and that's pretty much almost any podcast. You want to make it about your listener instead. Yeah, absolutely. The dreaded over 10 years in business that all small businesses 
seem to rely award on winning. for their Always like award winning. So I, I suppose um, what, one last thing just on this, this sort of side of things is uh, there's differences, I suppose, between like, if we call them hobby, I know some people don't like the term hobby podcast, creative outlook podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, if you launch your own personal podcast around something you're interested in, you've got that bit of time to find your feet. You know, you might experiment. A, a few episodes might flop. Arguably, if you're podcasting for your business, you want to hit the ground running a, a bit better, don't you? You want you want things to be as right as possible first time, I would argue. Is, is that correct? Depending on how you're going to release it, though. If you, if you, I think Colin had mentioned this just there, actually. If you look to, to pre-record a lot of it, it gives you a little bit of extra time to maybe fiddle. I would say that it's probably more important for a business to do that little bit of extra editing than it is for an individual. Um, not too much. You still want to come across as natural and personable and all these things, but I think it's justifiable to do a little bit more. I think you're right for almost all cases but i think there is a case sometimes for if if it's stopping you doing it all together mm-hmm. um then just try it anyway the worst that happens is you never actually release it if you think it's that bad but actually even with a business i i would argue sometimes that that kind of completely raw just get it out there i mean the point of a I think one goal of a business podcast, and there's many, so this might not apply to all, and it probably depends on the size of the business, the type of the business, the type of product, all that kind of stuff. But one potential goal of a business podcast is simply to humanize that business, to put a person Mm -hmm. behind it, to show that this isn't just a a bakery. This bakery is run by a real human with real problems and real wants and real goals and real kind of desires, all that kind of stuff, you know? And to actually get that stuff out there, uh, and the kind of raw podcast, really low production, just get it out there week in, week out. Sometimes that can have a really profound effect as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I'm not entire, not arguing against you as, as such, because I think, yeah, absolutely business podcasts need to nest not, most of the time have a little bit more work put into them. I think but, it depends on your brand as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that. I don't know, if you've got quite a tight and corporate brand, it's probably not going to, it's it's not going to jive very well if you've got quite a, like, just totally natural, raw podcast. But I think there's actually, I think there's a lot of businesses where it probably fits really well to just be, like, almost completely unedited. Um, Mm. And you're right, I think that it's definitely a lot more humanised and it feels, you feel a lot closer to the people there, especially if you do hear like the little hiccups, um, little <laughs> kind of little missteps that they, they do when they're talking. And yeah. yeah. Um, it's, the, right. it's the personal brand thing, isn't it? Like if, if you are really a personal brand, if it's, if it's literally a butcher or a baker or something like that, or a plumber, or mm-hmm. if it's just around a few people, I think it's, it's more justifiable. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. The corporate type ones or something probably needs a little, little bit more. <laughs> Speaking of how they might sound then, do we have any concrete examples of, or good examples of business podcasts that you guys have heard? Um, my favourite business podcast is one called The Growth Show. Um, and it is very cleverly disguised as essentially a RSS feed of case studies. Um, it's by a company called HubSpot. And I'll watch Colin's eyes roll as I talk about HubSpot for the <laughs> third time today. Um, 
And it's, I mean, it's essentially that it's they're they're talking to customers of theirs around some of the challenges that they'd faced in their business. So HubSpot makes business and marketing tools. Um, and they're talking about the problems that HubSpot solves without talking about HubSpot. So this is what I mean when I say talk about the problems, talk about the solutions, but try to remove your product and service from it if you're going to do it, because um, it does feel a lot like selling. And I think what this does really well is it, um, it does focus on solutions and it, it, it talks about how you might be able to solve similar solutions Um but kind of agnostic of tools or services or brands, you know? Um, so it's actually really valuable just to listen to. And I do. Um, I have done for quite a while and it's, it's it's a good show. It's worth listening to. One of my favourites, you'll be familiar with it as well, Colin, a mm-hmm. show we've worked on firsthand, uh, the team at Blackadder's The Employment yeah. Law Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were a brilliant example of so good, yeah, doing sure. something like this because they, they, they were coming at it with ostensibly quite a dry topic weren't they like employment Mm -hmm. law their target audience (laughs) was was generally um small to medium-sized businesses who have staff and and need advice on you know all the all the pitfalls that come with dealing with staff Uh, Mm -hmm. and they i think they took that topic and they made it really really entertaining and listenable even if you weren't their target audience wasn't it yeah for sure yeah it was so good they just that was a complete example of what we're talking about there, like just putting people behind it. Like you think just lawyers, you know, solicitors, anything legal is going to just be pure. It's just so dry and it's just a com- It's just a brand. It's just a company. These people are going to turn up, do their job, charge you by the hour and go home. But they just showed who the people were behind it, like Simon and Jack. And they were, there was, what was one season, Matthew, around, it was around like the... It was around something really serious, like how to discipline and potentially even fire staff, like how to do disciplinaries and stuff like that, like a really um, potentially very negative subject. But they managed to find this really nice balance where they put a really, an almost quite silly framework around it. Like the, what was it? The seven dwarfs, wasn't it, Matthew? Yeah. So I, for the listeners benefit here, they always had um they always had funny wee themes, like you're saying, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So they would take a, a real life case study, but they would use a, a famous, you know, something in popular culture and they would rework it. You know, Snow, Snow White said this and, and Dopey said that and he's not happy about it. And, and they would go into, you, you know, what happened here? Who was in the right? Who was in the law, wrong? What's the decision to be made? What are the takeaways? So even for somebody like me, like I was editing it for a few years, like, never going to be in that position never have been but i found it really entertaining found it really listenable um so it just shows you a wee bit of creativity it was short episode short and sharp but funny um and really entertaining i think they did a brilliant job it was really useful like it actually taught some really valuable lessons um but just in a creative way And, and along the way showed exactly who these guys are what they're like what their values are and just made you want to work with them because they, they just seem to care. Like the amount of work that was obvious that they put into that, it just made you know how much they care about what they do. So yeah, I thought that was, that's such a good example. The other one, actually, a similar one, that, there's a lot of work in that one, actually. That's a, that would be an intimidating one to copy. I think it's a valuable one to, to sort of take um, lessons from, but it's an intimidating one too. But maybe a less intimidating one is... Um, the Indie Games Fund uh, that's based in Dundee. They they uh, are based around 
uh, funding indie games companies, video games companies, a uh, really interesting company. And they essentially just got us to um, interview other indie games founders. And anyone, any company could do this. We just went along, interviewed them and took lessons from other indie games companies. So the, the goal there really is to not talk about their fund, but it was to create content that was really interesting to their target audience. So their target audience would, would listen. And that was actually just going out and interviewing their own target audience and getting lessons from them that's applicable to the rest of that community. Uh, so that was kind of an easier one to potentially create and make, but still worked really well for them too. Good stuff. Um, what about some early growth opportunities for, for folks getting into this then, Jacob? What are some of the things that they could do at that sort of beginner stage? Yeah, Um depends again on who the podcast is for if it is for that bottom of funnel um then essentially i think what you want to do is start swapping out podcast episodes for um emails and case studies that you've got in there you know so if you've got um a process that uh that you follow when you're selling to people if you've got a series of automated emails if you've got um, a website, start building it into all these places that people already go, the conversations that people are already having um, and just treat it like another like another piece of content. Um, if you, I mean, a, an obvious place to start with some of the content might actually be to um, sort of repurpose some of your blogs that you've already done, ones that you know work well, and turn them into audio. So swap them out directly where it is that you're you're linking to them, um, and that'll be a good way to get people there. If it's for top of funnel, though, I think it's if it's for bringing new people in, telling more people about your business. I think probably standard podcast growth methods do apply here. Get gorilla, do promo swaps, use your existing audience to spread the word a little bit. Um, I think at that point you're really treating it like any other podcast. But if it is for further down the funnel where you're just looking to sell um, or improve relationships, then just build it into what you're already doing. Yeah, my feeling is one of the one of the most effective ones is like you say promo swaps, but also sponsorships as well in a similar mm-hmm. kind of way. Actually, sponsoring on their podcast works really well because you're you're in there. Uh, you can choose podcasts that you know attract a very similar audience, so you can make sure you put forward a pitch and you know what kind of thing those people are looking for. You know their podcast listeners; they're looking for that kind of content, so it's an easy one. Um, but the one I the one I always talk about that people miss out as well on top of that is actually um, creating that written content as well that goes alongside it. This is the bit that people miss. But if you're a business podcast, there's even more reason to invest that time into the written SEO side of things, creating great show notes to go alongside your blog posts, uh, sorry, along your podcast episodes, as in you create blog posts that go alongside your podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And that helps your business website stand out in Google, helps with search, helps with people finding your business directly, but it'll help grow the podcast as well. Because every time you answer a question that your audience is interested in, you're creating a bit of content that blog post that really can attract people in and they'll then see the, you know, the little bit of um, audio that's in there too. They'll listen to that and see, oh, what's that? That's interesting. Oh, and it's a podcast and then they'll subscribe. So yeah, that can help a lot. Did someone have a frantic Amazon man at the door there or was it just my imagination? 
It's a big hammer in my hallway. A big hammer, just on its own. Doesn't even have a human attached to it. What is it we talk about? We've got a whole article on the thing, the magic powers of podcasters. My magic power is that every time I turn on a recording, I I bring hammering people to my corridor. (laughs) Colin's got a a cartoon hammer that follows him round. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hammery the hammer. Apologies for the noise. (laughs) Um, I was just thinking there... uh, one of the things we talk about in terms of content creation is the big five, isn't it? Uh, this is really applicable to business podcasters, I think, isn't it? The um, So what you got for the big five? You've got costs, comparisons, reviews, yeah. case studies and how-tos. That's it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're all really, really valuable. It's the stuff that people are most interested in knowing, isn't it? Definitely a good uh, framework to build maybe your first 10 or 15 episodes around too. Just take those frequently asked questions and kind of fit them into that format and like you're saying Colin it works really well if you're I mean you have to be creating the written content around it too don't you yeah yeah for sure it's I mean the stuff that kind of made uh, worked really well for us in the early days was the um best the best of so people are always searching for the best something and they'll be the exact same in your industry whether it's like I don't know, um, in legal, talking about the employment lawyer ones, best ways to fire somebody, <laughs> you know, thinking of something negative, but people search for that. That's like a really important subject, people. Um, so, and, and the other one was uh, comparisons. So versus, something versus something. And it's bound to be something that's relevant to that in your own industry out there as well. So yeah, those are really good, relevant business topics. Jacob, what about podcasting alongside social media and other content channels? Like how how does podcasting sort of work alongside anything else that you're you're putting out there? Yeah. Um treat it like a blog. Treat it like a blog post. In the same way that you might promote um written content on your website on social media, you would promote that just the same. Um you promote a podcast episode just the same on social media. There's probably a little bit more that you can do with a podcast um versus a blog, to be honest with you. So you can um, if you record video with it, or even if you've just got audio, you can take clips, you can take quotes, and you can turn that into little micro content for social and link people to your full episodes quite well. I think they, they, they do work hand in hand really well. Um, whether you're a fan of social media or not, it's if you've already got social um, set up for your business, then you probably will see a bit of an uplift if you start using social and podcasting together. I would say it's probably not worth starting up social altogether just to promote your podcast. If that's not where people are finding you, then they're not going to find you any better just by putting your podcast on there. But if you're already there, um, if you're already on social, if you've already got a social strategy, then work your podcast into it. Just a, a potential pitfall I wanted to raise for you is, uh, to mull over is you see this a lot with, with businesses. Again, maybe a medium-sized business, small to medium-sized business. Uh, when they get into social media, it's just the fact that, you know, Bob in the kitchen, he has an Instagram. We'll just get him to do our social, you know, say we're a hotel or something like that. Uh, and I suppose the same mistake could be made in podcasting, you know, but we find out Bob has a podcast we want to do a podcast, we'll just let Bob do it. And it turns out Bob's terrible and uh, he makes a really bad job of it. So I, I suppose <laughs> y- y- you can't just take that approach. You're like somebody at the company, we think they kind of could know how to do this. So we'll just hand it off to them and see what happens. There, there needs to be a bit more planning here, doesn't there? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Unless, of course, Bob is actually genuinely really interested. Because I think that's actually one of the kind of maybe undervalued um, skills in podcasting is actually just genuine enthusiasm. <laughs> and I think genuine enthusiasm, like just complete sort of fanatical um, desire to do this makes up for a lot in podcasting. We've all seen those examples of people who are just really like just so enthusiastic and passionate about their subject. And they're a bit crap at presenting. They're a bit not so good at, you know, planning their content, that kind of stuff. But you just buy into the, how much they love their topic. Um, and then over time, they get better at it as well. They develop their skills and stuff. So there's there's definitely, I would usually recommend, and it does depend on the person a bit, but I'd usually recommend, like if you've got somebody who's a really uh, strong presenter, really organized uh, versus, uh, but, but isn't that bothered about running a podcast, you kind of have to force them into it versus somebody who isn't necessarily so strong on the presenting side to begin with. Um, but has potential, but is just genuinely really passionate about the subject, I'd go with that person, the second one, the passionate one, over the first. So give Bob the podcast in the right circumstances. Give Bob the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> give, him, give him the chance. Let him go. <laughs> Can we do a give Bob the podcast t-shirt in time for Christmas? Definitely. definitely. Got time for that. <laughs> Who's Bob? I need to know Bob better. I need to get Bob on here. We'll ask him about it. Ask him <laughs> thoughts. Tune in next week. Um, <laughs> Jacob, what uh, what relevant podcast do you listen to that you, you might want to recommend that, that maybe cover this sort of angle that we've discussed today? Yeah, uh, <laughs> these so these are um, these are actually really just marketing podcasts. So they won't teach you much about um, about podcasting and marketing, but yeah, really good uh, marketing podcast. So how to win with Pete Blaha, um, interview style gets on interesting founders and marketers to talk about essentially their growth journeys. Um, it's probably quite a good reference for an interview style podcast. If you wanted to do something like that, um, everyone hates marketers with Louis Grenier. Um, that's a great title, isn't it? Great show it title. Is, yeah. It's the, no bullshit, no fluff marketing podcast is uh, is the <laughs> the sub headline for it, um, and it's exactly that. Yeah, so they just break down everything that is nonsense in marketing today and kind of get to the meat and cut through just a lot of the noise that gets made by people trying to sell their courses on marketing and all of this kind of stuff, all of the sort of scammy, spammy nonsense that we that we have to deal with today um and akimbo by seth godin um is a really good one and is actually a nice example of a solo podcast if you're not so interested in doing interviews or um having a co-host seth's been around a while hasn't he he's um yeah. done a lot of stuff Not in his that. time he has yeah. <laughs> the ones i'd throw in i'd say if you want an example of a good show that is uh, something that you could quite easily take as a format, as in go and interview other people in your industry, try and get as much value as you can. You've got How I Built This by Guy Ross. Um, is one of the best interview shows out there around business. He just He's such a good interviewer, such a good... He's so good at pulling out stories and narrative um, and making you care. Uh, and making the people fight quite natural as well, like the interviewees quite natural. So that's a good one for that. Um, I would go and have a listen to Employment Lawyer in Your Pocket. That's what it's called, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah. 
you let yeah like <laughs> yeah totally employment lawyer in your pockets by a, a dundee company in scotland uh, called black adders uh, and it's uk law so it might not be relevant to you necessarily but then they're actually not talking a lot of the stuff that they talk about isn't necessarily directly related to the the sort of strict legal sense it's more just how to how to handle teams and your staff and all that and it's such a good example of a company doing an internal podcast that is not interviews and it's just them all together and showcasing what they're like and what they believe and you know how much they care so i think that is genuinely a good lesson and could be useful to most people running a business i would say um and my third Slightly random one. You might like this, Matthew. Do you remember that show called The Message? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, it was a fiction podcast. That's the one. Do you remember who made it? Yes. General Motors. (laughs) Close. That was actually the first thing I searched for. And then I realized it was General Electric. General Electric, yeah. Yeah, General Electric, like the massive... Uh, well, I mean, I don't even know. Is it an electric company, an energy company in the US? It's like we're that massive plug, plug factory. Uh, yeah, totally. It's like, I don't know exactly. Yeah, anyway, General Electric created a really good fiction podcast. And it was just a story. Uh, and I don't think they even mentioned themselves in that show very much at all. But it did really well. It became a hit. And they did get a lot of publicity around it anyway, even though it didn't talk about anything to do with what their business is. So there's even room within podcasting to just create something entirely random um, that you just think is going to be a hit that maybe you want to make, that one of your team's passionate about. And it just, if it blows up, uh, or even if it just becomes reasonably popular, it can still have a really good effect on your business because you can still just sponsor it. Um, and it might not be quite so targeted, but it might be quite fun. <laughs> so, yeah, just as an example, a kind of out there uh, suggestion. Lovely stuff. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I suppose just to mention as well, if you're if you're uh, looking to sort of at least hit the ground running and, and get it as right first time as possible, uh, picking up a course or two, that might be a good idea. Um, and it just so happens we have a course or two in our Podcraft Academy, doesn't it? It does indeed, yes. <laughs> so we've got our uh, our full guide. If you're out there thinking about starting your own podcast as a business, go over to our free guide to start with. It's over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash start, and that'll take you through all the steps you need. And from there, you'll be guided towards a few of our courses. So if you do want a bit more hand-holding, a lot more detail, guides um, to everything you need to do right through videos and and checklists and all that kind of stuff Um, and plenty of information around whether you could use Alitu or not as well as a tool to actually make that show then you can pop over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash academy how is my marketing there jacob i think maybe 9.6 that's immense so we're changing the name of the show to everyone hates matthew (laughs) you name it going forward and it's going to be me and colin's massive cartoon hammer as the the (laughs) co-host that's what i've learned today 10 out of 10 (laughs) would listen this guy every time every time i mute my mic in between when you guys are speaking he doesn't do anything i mean as soon as i unmute genuinely every single time he starts going bang 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 you know what it is it's actually it's actually one of the tracks on the roadcaster or whatever like you're just pressing that button yeah. um, totally. hallwayhammer.wav yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, 
Thanks very much for your time, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks also to the listener for listening. I'd love to tell you what's on the next episode, but I don't quite know yet because um, I'm speaking to two or three different folks and trying to nail down days and times. The exciting life of a podcaster, eh? (laughs) Um, But you'll just have to remain in suspense for now. But one thing's for sure, it will be about something and it will be with someone. What what a teaser. What a teaser that is. Please <laughs> subscribe and follow <laughs> on your app of choice. <laughs> Call and take over before I sink. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, folks. We'll see you on the next one. And uh, yeah, it's good to have Jacob on the show. Is this your first podcast, Jacob? It's my first one on Podcraft. So I'm very excited. Oh, it's not your first at all, is it? You you run your own show, which have a few episodes out. Go on, plug it. Plug it before we finish. Um, we have done things. That is as good as um, That's a solid teaser, yeah. Do you not want to mention it? Because we could not mention it if you want. It's called, it's called Hell's Theatre, The Cinematic Inquisition, cool. and it will be coming to your ears very soon, but not quite yet. It's not quite ready. Oh, it's not live. We keep telling you to get it live, of course. There's magic and potions are brewing. Nice. Okay, good stuff. All right, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for following along. We'll see you on a future one. Cheers. Cheers.